Hello, and welcome to the Talking Food Allergy podcast from Allergic Living. I'm your host, Jen Jobrak. In this episode, we'll discuss a critical issue for anyone managing food allergies, food labels. We depend on ingredient labels to reveal whether top allergens are present. But what happens when the labels are not reliable? The presence of undeclared allergens in packaged foods is the number one reason for food recalls in the U.S. Recently, the FDA sent a warning letter to Whole Foods saying the chain had a pattern of selling foods without the legally required allergen labeling. And other food makers are repeat recall offenders as well. In this episode, we'll explore food allergen labeling and the trouble that arises with labels, loopholes, and recalls. declined our invitation to participate in this podcast. The FDA answered questions in writing, so you'll see those responses in a linked article. Today, however, we are fortunate to have two incredibly knowledgeable guests help us understand the bad and the good with the state of food allergy labeling. A representative of the grocery industry will be joining us shortly. But first, let's meet Dr. Steve Gendel, who has been working to protect the integrity of the food supply for more than 30 years. This includes time in academia, as a consultant, and as a safety and policy expert as the FDA's first food allergen coordinator. Dr. Gendel, thank you so much for joining us today on the Talking Food Allergy podcast. Jen, I'm really pleased to be able to talk with you. I want to start with something that was in the news toward the end of 2020, and that is in December, the FDA sent a letter to Whole Foods, the national grocery chain, that they were aware that there is a pattern of selling food products to consumers with undeclared allergens, specifically allergens in the bakery and deli section of Whole Foods Market. According to a statement released by FDA, this is the first time that FDA has warned a retailer for engaging in a pattern of receiving and offering for sale misbranded food products containing undeclared allergens. Can you explain what the FDA means by undeclared allergens and why it is concerned about them? All foods that are regulated by FDA have to have an ingredient statement that explains what's in those foods. Ever since the passage of the Food Allergen Labeling and Consumer Protection Act, that ingredient list has to include indication of the presence of major food allergens as defined in the law. That can be done either by listing them as part of the ingredient statement or in a contained statement that comes immediately after the ingredient list. Sometimes there is an allergen present that isn't listed in that declaration. And in regulatory language, that means that that's an undeclared allergen. Why should consumers care about that? Well, if you're a consumer that has a food allergy and the food that you're allergic to is present, then that's a risk for you. Having a complete and accurate listing of allergens is an important part of the the risk control process for allergic consumers. I know you're no longer with the FDA and you are not privy to internal discussions about any matter there, 
I'm wondering if you could comment on the kinds of things that FDA would want to see from any company that it contacts with allergen concerns. That's a great question. And sort of as a preface to, to answering that specifically, it's worth noting that whenever FDA issues a warning letter to a company, that's a public document and they post them on their websites. So if people are interested in knowing exactly what FDA has said, you can read the warning letters yourself and see directly what FDA tells people. Standard procedure in warning letters and their regulations say they expect an answer in 15 working days. What is it that they look for in these things? Again, you can learn a lot by just reading the warning letters that they've issued to companies. What happens is that FDA identifies a problem, food production, that is a safety issue, in this case because of the presence of allergens that aren't listed on the labels. And what they expect to have back from a company is a description of how the company is going to work to make sure that that problem is corrected and does not happen again. One of the things that people may know about undeclared allergens is that when they are detected, there can be a recall. Can you explain what is an allergen recall and how is this related to undeclared allergens? Whenever the FDA becomes aware or if a company becomes aware of a safety issue with a food, then that food can be subject to a recall, which means that it's removed from the market if consumers have the product, they are advised to either destroy the product or turn it to the retailer where they got it. It's a removal of a food which represents a risk to health for consumers. There really is no such formal thing as an allergen recall. It's a recall which is associated with the presence of an undeclared allergen. And, and again, this is something that consumers need to be aware of because that does mean that there are products on the market that contain one of the major food allergens and therefore could cause an allergic reaction in a consumer and they sh should not eat that if they're allergic to the allergen. Who is responsible for recall? Can you walk us through a little bit of the mechanics of how that works? The recall is actually executed by the company so the company involved will contact everybody that they have distributed the foods to, and then they will contact the people further down the line to bring the food back to do whatever is necessary to remove it from commerce. The FDA follows up by looking at a recall effectiveness process. So they will go back to the company after the recall has been executed and check to see how it was done to make sure that it was effective and it got all of the product that was should have been recalled. But the basic process of doing a recall is a responsibility of the company. This is true for any kind of recall for any safety issue. And it is worth noting that there is a requirement in FDA's regulations that they put into place where part of having a food safety plan is to have a recall plan that is ready to go in case you need to use it. Uh, they will work with FDA to do things like post a recall notice on the FDA website to identify where the foods might be in the supply chain and to make sure all the downstream people involved in distributing and selling the food are aware of it. So the, the need to mandate a recall is an extremely rare event. The manufacturer will also do things like 
send out press releases, post recall notices on their social media channels, contact advocacy groups who often post those recalls on their own sites. So there are multiple channels for a company that is initiating a recall to get the word out to consumers. Yes, absolutely. That's a really important point, I think, especially for food allergy consumers. There's another thing which is kind of interesting is in the last few years, uh, some retailers have begun to be able to take advantage of their loyalty card programs. So when you scan their card at checkout, that card is linked to your purchase history. In some cases, the retailers can actually identify who has that particular product and then get in direct contact with the consumer. That's still a developing technology, but I think that that's something which is uh, important. Reports say that the items sold in the deli counter and in the in-store bakery make up the preponderance of the items that were cited for undeclared allergens at Whole Foods by FDA. Are the rules for labeling food prepared by the store or sold as ready to eat different than packaged foods? That is a really interesting and complicated question. It really comes down to several issues, not the least of which is where is that food actually prepared and labeled? So in many cases, stores like large grocery store chains will have a central kitchen or sometimes what's called a commissary that will prepare those foods for use in the deli counter in multiple stores. They can be set out in bulk, it can be put into packages and then distributed to the stores. Sometimes the stores will finish things, so perhaps baked goods will be sent ready to bake. Other cases it's in the final form in the little plastic clamshell container or something like that. But the basic point is if it's a packaged food and it has to have an FDA compliant label on it, then that label has to list all of the allergens that are present. So if it's bagged at the point of sale, like a bakery cookie, let's say, that the consumer is asking someone behind the counter to grab the cookie with tongs, slip it into a bag, sell it to me at that moment and consume it on the spot. That is not covered under FDA regulations. That's not considered a packaged food. So it's interesting then that the items that were cited by FDA in this letter were predominantly at the deli counter and the in-store bakery. Yes, but I I think it's worth pointing out that if you think about the way a grocery store works, go up and down the aisles and there are a lot of packaged foods in boxes and cans and jars and so on that are produced by a variety of other companies for distribution to the grocery store. The grocery store chain itself is in some sense acting as a food manufacturer when it makes those products that go to the deli or the bakery. So if there was a problem with, let's say, a uh, some company's box of cereal, that cereal might be sold at Whole Foods, but the problem would have been originated at the company that make cereal or maybe back further up the supply chain. So you wouldn't hear about that as as a whole foods recall, you'd hear about it as a cereal food. Probably okay to think about this in terms of those are the products that whole foods is manufacturing as opposed to products that they're stocking that are made by others. In many 
stores, there will be, again, the example you used of maybe a place where you come up and you dispense cookies. Many places there will be information on allergens or ingredients. That is not an FDA packaged food label. So the regulations and who regulates that is different. Who does regulate that? That's going to vary a lot depending upon where you're talking about. It could be at the state level. It could be at the local county or city level. It varies in different parts of the country. The FDA has said it sent eight warning letters to manufacturers reminding them of their responsibilities concerning the labeling or control of allergens. I'm wondering what trends in allergen-related recalls or other allergy-related issues have you noticed over the last few years? I think that the trend is that the trend hasn't changed. We did some work when I was at FDA that was published in the scientific literature about the causes of allergen recalls. One of the really interesting findings of that was that putting food in the wrong package or putting the wrong label on a packaged food was the leading cause of food allergen recalls. And I still see in looking at the recall lists that that's still a significant problem. I would only add as an advocate and a food allergy parent that on the plus side, there are far more choices available to consumers, products that are free from one or more of the top eight allergens. Certainly the diversity of options has grown over the last decade. On the minus side, however, the claims that are made by manufacturers, as you well know, some of those claims are not really well regulated. So while claims have to be truthful and complete, we do see instances where a product will be labeled, let's say, nut free, but it's made in the same facility as products that include nuts. So there's still work to be done to align those claims, truthful as they may be, they may not really honor the spirit of what complete transparency means. I agree with what you've said. It is a very complex environment out there and it's constantly getting more complex all the time. I guess you'd say that the rules that FDA is able to create and enforce are defined by the limits set by Congress and the laws that they pass. So there are things that FDA has regulations to work with uh, in the Food Allergen Labeling and Consumer Protection Act and the Food Safety Modernization Act are, are two of them that are extremely important in this area. There are other areas that they are um, not able to regulate in or act in, affect the way consumers perceive food or what information they get about their foods. I would like to say that one of the important things that came out of implementing regulations that FDA issued in FSMA was a real increase in understanding the importance of allergen control in food processing, in good manufacturing processes and preventive controls. The control of allergens is called out in multiple places very explicitly in ways that were not as explicit before. So I think this has been a great help for allergic consumers. FSMA and other regulations have elevated allergen cross-contact as a public health and public safety issue on par with contamination from pathogens. So if you look at foodborne illnesses and the rigor around controlling for those, it's appropriate that 
allergens, undeclared allergens, should be treated with the same amount of rigor. Oh, absolutely. If I'm a consumer who's experienced a reaction to a food or I suspect that an allergen is in a food, but it's not labeled in that food, what do I do? The first thing is if you are having a reaction or you think you might be having a reaction, if you have an EpiPen or Epi uh, injection device, don't be afraid to use it and then go to the emergency room. Don't hesitate. This is uh, the advice I'm sure you would receive from FDA, from the medical community or anybody else. That part aside, what do you do if you think you might have an allergen present? The first thing I would suggest is don't eat that food. You could try calling the company where you got it, try calling the retailer where you got it and see if they have any information. If you have strong evidence for the presence of an allergen that isn't declared, then you should, besides reporting it to the company and the retailer, report it to the FDA. They have places on the website where consumers can report problems to the FDA. It's interesting when you look at allergen recalls, there are a significant number of them that the originated because the consumer opened a package or a can of food and looked at it and said, this doesn't look like what it's supposed to be. And it's called and, and talked to the company uh, and told them, and then they discover that there has been a problem and that the food then winds up getting recalled. The bottom line is you can never be too careful. Well, Steve Gandell, thank you so much for taking time to be with us on the Talking Food Allergy podcast. As always, it's been a pleasure. Oh, I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you, Jen. Now we will hear from Jeff Hawley. Mr. Hawley has been with Harris Teeter Supermarkets since 1995 and is the food safety manager. He also chairs the Allergen Committee of the Conference for Food Protection, a public-private body that advises the FDA on food safety issues. Jeff Hawley, it's a pleasure to have you with us on the Talking Food Allergy podcast. Jen, thank you for having me this morning. I appreciate this opportunity. You've worked in the grocery industry for many years. How would you characterize the grocery industry's awareness of food allergies and how have things changed over time? Jen, I've been in the grocery industry with Harris Teeter for 26 years now. And I can honestly say that there is more awareness now within the industry than there was say 15 or 20 years ago. Um, I think that grocery stores are doing more prepared foods now, those home meal replacement items that are prepared at the store level within the deli bakery, the calls of those restaurant style foods, then grocery stores have become more aware uh, of the concern about food allergies. And I also can see that when we do our food safety training in, in our company and other companies, I'm sure, that food allergy training now has been incorporated into our food safety training, which was probably not the case you know, 15 or 20 years ago. What would you say some of the biggest concerns are from the grocery industry? We are concerned about food allergies in our food. Most of the foods that we sell in our stores are packaged foods that come from the supplier with the labels already on the package. The labeling rules are pretty thorough for those packaged items. 
But those unpacked items that we prepare at store level, all it takes is for a food worker to maybe substitute the wrong ingredient as they're preparing something. Or maybe an ingredient we get from a supplier, the supplier has changed the recipe and we are unaware of that. There are concerns about mishaps that may take place within the grocery store as we're preparing those foods. The worker behind the counter in the deli in the bakery is very important because often customers will ask them if there are food allergens in the items that they're being served. So it's important that that food worker has accurate information that they can provide to that customer. Because if they don't provide that accurate information, then there can be some pretty bad results that can come out of that. In our stores, and I'm sure many other stores, we try to make sure that we provide accurate ingredients information in our scale labels. You know, we're not going to trust that a food worker remembers or knows exactly the ingredients in all of those items. So we try to provide all of that information in our scale system so that they can go print the label and actually read the ingredients that are in those food items. We also incorporate food allergen training in our food safety training that all of our associates in our stores have to go through. We also do certified food manager training for all of our store managers and department managers. So we incorporate that food allergen information training in our internal training program. That's very good to hear. One of the things we hear a lot about regarding grocery items and allergens is the problem of undeclared allergens. Can you explain what grocery stores and grocery chains typically do when they are made aware of an item that contains an undeclared allergen? Typically, we're going to find that out from our supplier. They're going to notify us that they have a product that has an undeclared allergen. We issue a recall to all stores in our company. We tell them what the problem is, what the product is, and we require that those items be pulled off sale within one hour of them receiving that notice. And I'm sure that most uh, uh, grocery chains have a similar process in place where when they are notified of an undeclared allergen that they immediately take action to remove that product from sale. So this is a drop everything moment. This is a drop everything moment. The message goes out electronically to all stores, and then we send a separate notice to district managers so that they can follow up with their stores. It's an urgent situation that requires immediate attention and action. Are you aware of anyone using their chain's customer loyalty program to alert customers if they've purchased the item? I can tell you that Harris Teeter does use their customer loyalty card to identify customers who have purchased those recalled items for a class one recalled item. And class one would be an undeclared allergen or presence of pathogenic organisms. And then we notify those customers either through email or phone calls to let them know that that item has been recalled and what they can do to return it to the store or get their money back. That's a very helpful answer. And I would imagine that there are listeners who don't reside near a Harris Teeter 
who may shop at other chains, and this would be an interesting question for those listeners to ask their local grocery, would you notify me through your loyalty program if, if such a right. problem existed? It's a creative way to use that technology. In December of 2020, the Food and Drug Administration reached out to Whole Foods, cited a pattern of undeclared allergens and recalls in 32 items sold at Whole Foods. The items sold at the deli counter and the in-store bakery make up the preponderance of the items cited for undeclared allergens at Whole Foods Market. So my question to you, Jeff, is are the rules for labeling food prepared by the store or food sold as ready to eat different than the rules for labeling packaged foods for allergens? Yes, the simple answer is the rules are different. For packaged food items, and these are items that are prepared by manufactured and, and shipped to the store, usually put out in our sales floor on the shelf. But packaged items can also be prepared in the store deli and the store bakery and put out for sale. And if they are packaged for customer self-service, then they are required to have all of the labeling information, ingredients, and allergen information. The distinction is the products that are prepared at store level in the deli and the bakery that are not packaged. The rules for those items are not very, and not very detailed. Labeling information on those items, you don't have a label, you don't have an ingredients list. So the customer really has the responsibility to ask for that information. There are no rules that say deli workers have to tell the customer what's in this salad or, or sandwich or something that they prepared at store level and serving the customer from the counter. For the last few years, I have been the chair of an allergen committee through the Conference for Food Protection, the CFP. And this is one of the gaps that this committee identified, that the labeling rules for packaged items are very thorough. The labeling rules for those items that are served in delis and bakeries are not very good at all. The Conference for Food Protection, it's a nonprofit organization, and the purpose of it was to bring together representatives from the food industry, regulatory, academia, consumer organizations, and other interested parties, and talk about food safety issues. We would all have input into new or revising food safety guidance, and that guidance is the FDA food code. And that FDA food code, it's what's used as the basis and the template or the model for food safety laws and regulations at all levels of government throughout the United States. To elaborate a little bit, the Conference for Food Protection, which I was privileged to serve on, advises FDA on emerging issues and makes recommendations to FDA for how issues pertaining to food safety can be and should be addressed. And then FDA can choose to accept those recommendations. And that is a process that is ongoing with new versions of the food code coming out every few years. 
and then states have the option of adopting more recent versions of the food code as they are issued. That is absolutely correct. Conference for Food Protection typically meets every two years. We were supposed to meet in 2020, but with COVID, that meeting has been delayed until August 2021. The conference meets, there is deliberation, and then FDA has the final decision, whether it goes in the food code or how it goes in the food code. After it's in the food code, then states can adopt the more recent version of the food code. What I understand is that the packaged foods that sit on the shelf in the aisles are subject to rigorous allergen labeling regulations through Food Allergen Labeling and Consumer Protection Act, but that these rules do not apply to foods that are prepared in whole or in part in the store and are served by an employee of the store. And the issue that is before the Conference for Food Protection would address this in what way? Well, since there are no national rules that require any kind of major food allergen disclosure for the items that are not packaged. There have been four states and one locality and then one county in the United States that have passed their own food allergy rules, whether they are disclosure rules or labeling rules or whether they're training rules. So the allergen committee that I've been chair of for the past few years will present to the CFP meeting that will meet in August of 2021, a recommendation that all food establishments will have to notify customers of the presence of major food allergens as ingredients in unpackaged food items using brochures, deli case or menu notifications, label statements, table temps, placards, or other effective written means because right now there are just a few that have passed their own allergen requirements, which makes it very difficult for food industry, for chains that operate in multiple localities, multiple states, because we have different rules that we have to follow in those different areas. By recommending this rule change, then we are going to be able to make a level playing field, make sure that everywhere has the same rules that they have to follow. Thank you for that very helpful explanation. And I think it's hopeful that the Conference for Food Protection will be making recommendations to FDA to standardize and nationalize these regulations such that a consumer can go into a grocery store anywhere in the country and expect to get accurate and transparent ingredient and allergen information from any item they purchase. And it's gonna be interesting to watch that happen and hope that that does happen over the next few years. Taking a step back from this specific issue of deli counter and bakery counter items, what other allergy related issues in the grocery industry have you seen over the last few years? One trend that I've seen is in the looking at the FDA food recalls. I looked at the items that have been recalled by the FDA from November of 2020 through January of 21. Over that time period, there are 47 items that were recalled by FDA. Of those 47 items, 
24 of them, so half of them, were for undeclared major food allergies. In the past, most recalls were typically for contamination from pathogens, the harmful microorganisms. But what we're seeing now is that most recalls through FDA are because of undeclared major food allergies. That is a statistic I have seen, and it is a growing percentage of the total number of recalls. What advice would you give to consumers if they suspect that there is an undeclared allergen in a food that they've purchased at the supermarket, whether it's on the shelf or, as we're discussing, from the deli or the bakery? The first thing that they should do is talk to a member of store manager. That is the most important thing. That's going to be a person on site at the establishment who needs to be notified. And then the other thing the consumer can do, and I would strongly recommend this, if it's a chain, whether it's Harris Teeter or any other chain, notify the chain, the corporate office. Most of us have an 800 number, it's toll free that customers can call in. Many of us have emails that you can email and notify us because we at the corporate office, sometimes we don't get all the information from the individual stores. So we do want you to notify the store manager on site, but we also want you to notify us so that we can take action. Maybe it's an item that we sell company-wide that we need to address. I would also add that the FDA provides a reporting mechanism on its website. Let the appropriate authorities know if there's an unsafe item that needs to be recalled as well. It is definitely important for consumers to notify those of us in the industry when they suspect that there may be a problem or maybe they've had a reaction to an item. We need to know about that so we can take action to get that product off sale. The main message I want to get out, speaking for my company, Harris Teeter, and the grocery industry, is we are more aware now than we ever have been about food allergies, customers who have allergy reactions to different foods, and we have done more than we have in the past to try to protect those customers. The industry is doing better. We're not perfect. We will continue to strive to do better. Well, Jeff Hawley, this has been a very informative discussion that shed some light on what happens with allergen management in the grocery store. And I cannot thank you enough for being with us on the Talking Food Allergy podcast. Jim, thank you for this opportunity to be able to talk about this and especially to be able to share a little bit of information about the Conference for Food Protection and the Allergen Committee that, that I chair and that you've been part of. Uh, this is an important topic and I am honored to be able to contribute this morning. This has been the Talking Food Allergy Podcast. My guests today were Dr. Steve Gendel and Jeff Hawley. Be sure to visit allergicliving.com and the new This Allergic Life microsite. I'm your host, Jen Jobrak, National Food Allergy Consultant with Food Allergy Pros. 
Thank you for listening.